0: Hello, hello. Happy Monday. Welcome to episode 12 of Turning Signals podcast. The podcast where we discuss cultural events in a holistic sense. And who are we? I am Zoe. I am Liam, brother and sister, <laughs> dynamic duo. Spittin' takes. <laughs> <laughs> Spittin' the hot takes. <laughs> I guess. We don't have much time today, so straight into it. It's a dark moon.
1: It is. I saw this morning the beautiful lineup of planets, which I've meant I should have spoken about it earlier. But um, if you happen to be awake before it gets light, well, as it gets light, you can see Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, Venus, Mercury, and this morning the moon was close to Mercury. All ahead of the sun It's pretty amazing It's a really beautiful spectacle actually
0: I saw some photos of it But yeah, um, okay. what time are we talking? Um, not well, too early hey? No,
1: it's not that early being winter um, I saw this morning And it was probably nearly 7 So um, yeah, I think like 6.30 is a pretty good time mm. Yep, in Australia
0: yeah, if the uh if the clouds aren't in the way.
1: Yeah, that's right, which this morning it was beautiful and yeah, I've had a few lucky days. Yeah.
0: Can we say um I mean can we talk about the correspondence between that kind of lineup and like astrology humanity?
1: Well, I don't really know. I it's um you know, each planet and its placement In terms of the signs um, as well as the interplanetary aspects they all make to each other, that's the astrology of it. But in terms of looking, you know, just enjoying the visual spectacle, I know that it's very, like, quite rare for the planets to be sort of in that order. And earlier in the month they were in their signs as well. So, um, you know, in their home signs but now venus has gone into gemini so she's out of sign but mercury is still in gemini and yeah mars is in aries and saturn's in aquarius and jupiter's in aries as well so out of sign now but um it is yeah very very pretty and very orderly you know so it sort of gives that sense of like wow all these planets all in a line along the ecliptic which is the apparent path that they follow and that the sun follows, you know, from our earthly perspective. So, yeah, I mean, I just... I, To me, it just gives that sense of, like, wow, we're in this kind of order, disorder universe that's like we're living through such turbulent kinds of times. But as well, there's all this these cycles that just... Continue mm. day in, day out, like very rhythmic and, yeah, orderly.
0: Yeah. Which, yeah, I've been thinking about that mm. actually myself. Um But we might get to that.
1: Sure. Do you want to
0: – we better move along. Yes. Um There's a lot happening in the world there at is. the moment. I mean, yeah, what else is new? Mm. But I guess like we could start with Roe v. Wade. Sure. Because that – is all of a sudden um, the center of the universe Mm. and, oh, man, some of the footage that I've been seeing of the riots that have broken out. Wow. Really just utter madness. Mm. It's absolutely like it's 2020, you know, the anti-Trump riots or whatever. they It's that all over again. It's completely like cities burning down. Wow. Police getting, like, really aggressive...
1: Wow. Um, no, I haven't looked, actually. Yeah. So, well, I saw the news on Saturday and I saw a lot of emotion and a lot of... Uh, what actually embarrassingly blew me away <laughs> was that <laughs> there's a whole lot of people who are happy about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so a lot I have not actually
1: thought about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, it I kind just of
1: seems so ridiculous. I was meaning like... <laughs> to
0: in my <laughs> research today. I was meaning to look at because uh, you know there's all these conservatives that are like, yeah. it's a win for life.
1: Yes, you know, uh, it's a
0: it's a victory for babies everywhere. Yeah, and they kind of take that perspective, and I I imagine that they that could probably belong to anyone who's never known a person that's had an abortion or been like sure. associated with. Like the the requirement for, yes. I mean, because having said that though, Mm. I did see, and this is insane. This is from Planned Parenthood's own, like by their own kind of data.
1: Mm. I saw a woman who was had mascara all over her face from presumably from crying, um, who was in the pro life camp celebrating the win, the, you know, overturning of this Roe v. Wade thing. And she was very, I I think she's a trans woman. So I think she was a man who has now, is now a woman, identified as a woman, whether she's gone down the whatever paths to get there. But yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was like interesting in light of, you know, our previous conversations about gender and in light of that issue, what is a woman? And then this, you know, visibly elated kind of person celebrating the, yeah, as you say, the all the babies that are going to be saved. Mm. Um, but saved, I say like very... <laughs> circumspectly because i've got doubts about whether those babies are better off in or not in the world but yeah well
0: (laughs) by planned parenthoods i I can't actually find okay i I took a screenshot or something i don't know where i've put it yeah but by planned parenthood's own kind of you know when you go in to the clinic i imagine you kind of tick the box of like the reason for your decision to have an abortion Mm -hmm. and there's their statistics, it was like something like over 90% were, gave no reason. Yeah. So that, it's kind of inconclusive. But then mm-hmm. with all of the, like, all of the boxes that exist there for um, sound medical kind of reasons, mm-hmm. like complications and stuff, mm-hmm. they actually added up to, like, well under, like, under 3%. There was a box for, like, uh, economic reasons yes which was about three percent as well so i think you know conservatives hold the position that like abortion is seen by many as a contraceptive solution or like it's a um it's a consequence free way of like Avoiding responsibility for your actions, which really, I mean, that absolutely kind of sounds like a conservative position, doesn't it? Sure, yeah. Um,
1: And I saw a little clip of Trump, but, you know, and heard, I think it was on the ABC that they said that he had loaded the (laughs) Supreme Court. With it's absolutely a Trump legacy. Yeah, like that's right. Yeah, so,
0: so he he stacked the court with conservative yes, judges. Yes, with um,
1: this intention that this would be the result.
0: Well, not this only, yeah, but certainly no, like sure. conservative kind of like laws being made. Yes. And yeah, I guess even Roe v. Wade was like kind of hot at w- that time. It was, he
1: was yeah. Yep.
0: But as well, I mean, you know, Trump, we've got a... Um, Jim's mowing next door by the sounds of it. So sorry about the sound quality. Anyway, um, there are other critics like Candace Owens Mm -hmm. and those. um,
1: Yeah, what does Candace say?
0: Well, she's absolutely anti-abortion. And her position and the position of like conservatives like her who fringe on kind of like, you know, the conspiracy end of things. Mm -hmm. You know, they would argue, and it's true, that the majority of, like, Planned Parenthood clinics are in black neighbourhoods. Okay. And that they are in, like, low socioeconomic, like, mm. and that is, like, the mission of Planned Parenthood from the outset and it was set up by Rockefeller Institute right. and run at its head by Bill Gates's dad. Okay. That's, like, verifiable. Yeah. So it was kind of run, set up by elites, and because speci- they were eugenicists yes. at that time, like that's in the 60s right. or whatever when yeah. it was set up. And so, you know, Candace Owens, for example, would argue that it's like ongoing eugenicists. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And that's Eugenics the, in action. That's the agenda mm-hmm. of Planned Parenthood. Yep. And it's the agenda of like the abortion kind of... Um, and, you know, they also, they go as far as saying that, you know, vaccines you know, contain fetal matter Yes. and, you know, stem cells are, you know, some might even say that um, people consume fetuses like stem cells and things like that. So they really kind of portray the kind of (laughs) industrial abortion complex. I don't know if that's as like an enemy institution.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, that's... Taught me a lot in that minute because I had, I was really struggling to understand where, apart from like the religious kind of position and that all life is sacred, which I understand, but I believe that if all life is sacred, why don't we value individuals a bit more? Well, okay. So there's <laughs> like fully grown humans. There's,
0: yeah, the other side to like all of that kind of right-to-life stuff, mm. I saw some really clever arguments made around the fact that the US has no healthcare, uh-huh. no he- like no support for childcare. Yeah. Like to become a mother in the yes. US is so incredibly difficult, yes. like economically and socially. Mm. So what are these people talking about? Are they actually advocating for like free healthcare as well? No, they're not. No. Are they up for like supported, like tax-supported... Childcare. that's right yeah. absolutely no they're not so mm. it, the conservative like the i think the conservative line is quite hypocritical mm. and it's like puritanical yeah yeah and it like denies that you know people accidentally get pregnant or mm. people change their mind about you know yeah. relationships are complex
1: complex yeah, a yeah very complex issue that really has to come down to individuals making you know decisions and Yes, fraught as that is.
0: (laughs) You had a, you were like, you know, we talked about it really briefly yesterday. You said that you thought it was like a distraction. Well, yeah, I do
1: think it's like a decoy of sorts. Yeah, talk about that. Sure. Well, can I just before, I, so I've got a couple of things to say about Mm. Roe v. Wade because it's interesting that it's coming under this new moon or well the dark moon ahead of the cancer new moon Mm. cancer of course is connected to the mother as an archetype um and you know everything casts a shadow um this as well as this decision came down the sun was traversing the territory in between mean and true black moon lilith Mm. so black moon lilith lilith is you know in myth the first wife of adam oh. who was um punished <laughs> cast out of the garden well she actually left willingly left because she refused to lay beneath him because they were equals oh and she was then exiled upon the shores of the red sea to cavort with devils for the rest of her existence and all of the children who came about as a result of her, you know, promiscuous ways. Her devil would, children. Would would die, were sacrificed. And wow. she willingly made that sacrifice in preference to laying beneath Adam and in preference to having her sovereignty and liberty and autonomy trod upon. So it's really interesting. Like, so fitting. I know. So like I had to mention that, that it's really, it's got, it's, you know, Very archetypal and kind of resonant with that. And as well, though, like I – as a personal story, I had my Black Moon Lilith return, I think it was 2016, and incredibly there was at the time an opening and um, an event at the local art gallery here, a woman called Amanda Gardner who's a professor of, you know, philosophy, women's studies or something like Mm. that, Um, and the – The exhibition was about colonial infanticide, so the killing of babies. Mm. So the concealment of birth and then the murder of these little babies in colonial Australia. Aboriginal babies? Well, mixed, like for various reasons. So like sometimes the women would be like white women pregnant to an Aboriginal man or, you know... um, an Aboriginal woman pregnant to a white man, you know, like there's all sorts of yeah. different kinds of circumstances that it played out, but it was very, and she actually has done quite a lot of research into that and she conveys the stories of specific women who's, you know, there have been diaries and information found, um, legal documents and things like that when babies' remains have been found and then there have mm. been prosecutions and convictions and you know, jail time and whatever for the for the murder of these, well, murder, you know, it is murder, I guess, but it's infanticide, the killing of their newborn babies for whatever reasons and often, yeah. I mean, it's a can of worms of its own, but it feels it that my awareness around that came about through a Black Moon Lilith return transit mm. and so it made me consider deeply like abortion as a version of that oh yeah um and you know coming face to face with the reality that you know abortions i personally have had an abortion and i know most women i know have yeah and it's it's a reality you know that and you know often it's very much a no-brainer kind of a situation because it's like yeah. when you're young and you've got no income and it just seems like absolutely – and so there is an element of it, I think, if you're real about it, that is a bit like, well, unplanned pregnancy, what am I going to do about it, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of a you know. And so it may be – maybe there should be more counselling around it and support around it. I don't know, but it's a very complicated issue anyway. So – I think Roe v. Wade is worth considering, but I also think that it's a big decoy because there's other stuff always going on, hey. And um, I think that was about all I had to say about it in terms of the astrology and Lilith, Mm. just putting that out there. But um, so this week, is it tomorrow? The 28th in America anyway. Um, The vaccine, what are they? Verbac the...
0: Oh yes,
1: um, advisory group to the FDA. Mm. A meeting for whatever that's worth. Um, come to believe that it doesn't; it's not worth much. Do
0: you have notes on this?
1: Uh, a few. You, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Just to. So what they're trying to do is bring in this new legislation that will allow companies like Moderna and Pfizer to manufacture and market mRNA vaccines um, without going through the clinical trials and the you know, safety kinds of measures that are, have been <laughs> typical of vaccine production up till this point. So now regulators will not require any hoops to be jumped through really before they start marketing these products which <laughs> oh god that, you know I'm still <laughs> I don't think we've come to any conclusion about their safety or efficacy <laughs> really except that it's all a bit dubious and <laughs> I don't know, I, I the mind absolutely boggles now they've approved it for uh, 6 month to 5 year olds in America so that'll probably come through here imminently and yeah, I mean, it's just... How
0: do you... Can you... Who are Verback? I can't oh, find Hang them.
1: on. Let me... I might have... Yeah, so it's the Vaccine and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee.
0: How do you spell it? Like, what's the acronym?
1: Oh, V-R-B-P-A-C. Sorry, missed out the P.
0: Products. Oh, okay, yeah. Meeting materials, vaccines, yeah, okay. So So with the FDA.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Yeah. Yes, it is unimaginable that we have come to a place where they would like release any medical product into the market Mm -hmm. without like clinical trials. So it absolutely goes beyond like the first do no harm absolutely like, yeah it, i mean that's goes where against medicine's
1: everything at. it's just appalling and i mean you know in terms of what covid did was allowed for that to happen yes so you know yep. gradually eroded it's just handed those, like authority to,
0: yeah. to to like pharmaceutical manufacturing companies
1: absolutely so, so the state of emergency that persists around the world and then that has allowed for the Um, emergency use approval although that relied on there not being any good treatments available and so that was where the whole you know thing with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine you know the smear campaigns and the discrediting of the professionals who were having good results with those treatments, those repurposed treatments and you know, around the world in you know, in developing nations like in Africa where hydroxychloroquine is widely used, you know, COVID was a non-event. Mm. Yeah, and largely. remains to be. Yeah.
0: So I mean, yeah, I guess like there's two things I would say <clears throat> at this point. Absolutely, I I think that Roe v. Wade is ridiculous, like repealing, you know, a system that was working very well. Mm. Probably, you know, I think that action around abortion could be taken, better support could be offered, Yeah, increasing absolutely. education, mm. rather than hypersexual sexualization of children in schools. They should be doing For more example, to... For example, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, liberals, they make me sick the way that they carry on, like, you know, with this righteousness on one hand and absolute, like, so hypocrisy th- in the other.
1: The ro- Sorry, Liam, but the riots that are going on in America, that's like sort of like hysterical woke crowds. yes absolutely yeah, yeah.
0: and you know there and 5 minutes ago they were all chanting you know kill the unvaccinated so <laughs> this is this is part of what i absolutely and the reason that i'll say yeah you know because i'm seeing all this shit in my feed like from friends actually putting mm. up you know very very good arguments around and i'm like yep absolutely sympathize with you agree but like are we are we talking bodily autonomy are mm. we well, like, exactly where was where, everyone yeah, yeah. when it was bodily autonomy around, like, exact forcing things. people to get yeah, vaccinated? Absolutely. Justin Trudeau has said, the door is open to any woman who wants to come to Canada and get a vac- uh, an abortion for free, but right. you must be vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> and he's saying that when he's talking about yeah. bodily autonomy, actually. <laughs> like, the, a woman's right to choose, mm. but not to choose what medical products she consumes. Yes. So, I, I absolutely, like, just want to say, like a big fuck you to the whole fucking thing and mm. that it is absolutely divisive yes. and I've been I've actually been listening to heaps of David Icke. Oh yeah. Who you know 90% of what gets said about David Icke is that he talks about lizard people. Well, If you listen to that, it's about five percent of what he says. But he's actually talking about dark energy and its manifestation on Earth. I've
1: actually I confess I've never listened to that. He's an
0: incredible guru who is all about love and light and energy.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: He's incredible. But he he talks about the you know, and they're all the same, Trump and Pelosi, part of the same fucking treat. Of course they're about division. Yeah. They are absolute and you watch Nancy Pelosi now and she's like, How dare they make this decision about women's bodies. And it's like, I do agree, but you don't give a shit, yeah. woman. You actually <laughs> don't. You doesn't. you are. Can, she is calling people to go out to the streets and riot, and they yeah, are. Yeah, and it just right. the division just mm. ever increases in the US, and yes. it absolutely is – that place is on fire. Well, yeah, it well, is that's going the down the tube.
1: And that, I mean, that's what we could expect from that transit. So, you know, it's ongoing, and yes, it's <laughs> – yeah, it's very very intense and um we'll, you know, it's not surprising because it's cancer season and cancer is opposite to capricorn which is where we find pluto at the moment mm. and the pluto in and the US is of course a cancer, <laughs> you know, 4th of July. Um so, yeah, it's very heightened currently and very worthwhile, but I just have to say honestly that to me, you know, people decry the division, the separation, the splitting that is going on in the world. And yes, of course, that it's, you know, disturbing and seems to be antithetical to a solution. But I actually think that it isn't. I actually think that in some sense, in some, you know, mysterious kind of way, it's completely necessary. Mm. That's not to say that we need to go rioting or hurting anyone or like, I'm not like advocating for that kind of a thing but I think that it's okay to take a position and to have that be you know in opposition to another position you know yeah. it's like it, it It. I think that's being called for I think that being in conflict is actually healthy and um, I also want to say that God is all of it you know it's not as though I meant to bring my diary where I would transcribed a Jung quote that sort of articulates this in a beautiful way, but basically God is both conception and abortion. Yes. Like God is everything. And God isn't able to be defined on some limited human morality scale. No. Like we've got no fucking idea about any of that. We are so... Limited is really the way it, it word. becomes
0: complicated then, doesn't it? Because yes, it it's does. like you've got to like follow your individual yes. position. Yes. Find that. Yes. That's like the crucial thing. Yes. And then and, but then can you so easily see on both sides that you would have people arguing pro and against mm. from a place of such righteousness yes. and in the name of God, absolutely. Yes. So it's ah. Oh. But it, the thing, like conflict, is the way. Like yeah. the struggle is the way. Yeah. So you've got to, you know, we have to find peace in like the war. That's in The right. disagreement. That's it's- right.
1: That's exactly what it is. And finding that sense of like, live and let live. You know, people, mm. everyone's entitled to their own views on things. But you're like, I am totally sickened by the hysterical. You know posturing around morality like that to me and that is a huge part of the u.s shadow same with vaccines right of course like of course and when i say the u.s shadow i mean the u.s like that weird little um letter that the random dentist, you know, I referred to that a few months ago. It's like we are all citizens of the US in some weird way because we've all been affected by this Western mindset I've, I've of democracy. That. and They're
0: the dominant cultural force well, yeah. of, like, the world.
1: So when I r- refer to their shadow, I refer to my own shadow, yeah, our own yeah. shadow. We have work to do when it comes to morality. Both the Saturn-Uranus um, cycle, which is now at its – third quarter square, Um, that cycle began in 88 in Sagittarius. Mm. The Pluto-Eris cycle that began in 1756, ah, testing myself, I think that year is right, um, also began in Sagittarius. So Mm. this morality thing is huge. Mm. It's so, you know, fits the conflict that we have to be in at the moment and coming to terms with our own like what is morality what is truth what is justice what is you know all of these questions truth with a capital t my truth the truth all Mm -hmm. of that stuff is all Sagittarian kind of terrain Jupiterian terrain Jupiter's now in Aries it's really come up in the world you know all of a sudden the Roe v Wade thing is bringing morality into the spotlight so Good. We need to think about it. We need to think about the sacredness of life, the sanctity of the individual life. And yes, vaccinated or unvaccinated, (laughs) is it okay to abort a three month old fetus? Is it okay to reject unvaccinated adults? (laughs) Is it okay to like,
0: (laughs) yeah, like adhere to the vaccine program? Ever increasing with children, which I mean, well for children.
1: I, children are being vaccinated with these products that are fucking like outright experimental. So I
0: mean, if you want to talk about morality, <laughs> that's absolutely like a conversation we could have yes. about allowing like manufacturers of medical products like unfettered access absolutely. to like human bodies
1: and then being allowed to And yes. profit. And, yes. be, like, profit yes. and be like profit. And
0: be like what is what do they call it where you you know they can't they're not held accountable that's right for any like adverse immunity my god impunity
1: (laughs) one or the other (coughs) both um yes it's a huge issue and it really comes down to each of us being able to do that work and trying not to get too caught up in the melodrama of it and in that sense i see how the division and splitting is dangerous because yeah it's really um you know we actually do all live on one planet no matter how we conceptually (laughs) divide it (laughs) Mm -hmm. left and right or you know black and white or straight and gay or whatever it is like male and female we're all actually earthlings so
0: how you just set up the perfect segue. Great. Straight or gay? Go on. Oslo shooting near gay bar investigated as terrorism mm-hmm. as Pride Parade is cancelled. Um, so, Oslo, Norway, June 26th. So, I think it actually... Hang on. I'm actually going to read this article. Mm. The only one I could find for free was from CNN, funnily enough. <clears throat> so, Oslo's annual Pride Parade was cancelled on Saturday following a deadly shooting at a gay bar. Police are investigating as a possible terrorist attack. Right, so it was at the London pub, which um, describes itself as the largest gay and lesbian venue in Oslo. The shooting took place. The call came through at quarter past 1 a.m. Male suspect was apprehended three minutes after the police arrived. He's been charged with terrorism. Um, He was a Norwegian citizen from Iran, known to the police. Um, Right. So, this is a return to, you know, remember when, um, I guess it was in the mid, like, teen years, maybe, and maybe earlier, when, like, Islamic extremism was a really hot topic. Yes. And there was, like, attacks on, you know, in France, there was some really awful ones Mm. on the um, Charlie Mm. Hebdo. And, yeah, like, there was kind of things going on everywhere, but I suppose that was maybe affiliated somewhat with like the US invasion of like those Middle Eastern countries, which was, I mean, it was very active. It was all very hot. Mm. So interesting that this has come back at this time. I mean, I wouldn't, my fear personally as a, as a gay person, you know, I, I've kind of felt for some months now that there is a danger in, all of you know because you've got in the us you know the world's kind of cultural hegemon like gay rights like lgbtiq presence has come so far Mm. to the point where you know drag queens go in and put on shows for eight-year-olds in schools sure and which is i mean what I, i i i think it's negative more over, what I think is negative is pride parades have been. Um, they're talking more about inclusivity mm. for children, right? And it would appear that they're not. It's not like they're toning it down to PG. Mm. There's still, in many cases, like obscene acts being sure. displayed yeah. and nudity and all Dicks these things,
1: out. yeah,
0: like going on that are not suitable for children. Mm. But they have like a kids' float. Right. Now, and they happen yeah, they yeah, happen in like yeah. daylight hours. Yeah. Which is so it comes back to that grooming idea absolutely. which absolutely is if you ask me that's absolutely what's fucking taking place yeah. it's appalling. And it what it does is then it it spreads into like legitimate gay culture absolutely. and illegitimizes legitimate gay culture mm. and the struggle that took place you know around Stonewall yeah. in the 70s like all the rights that were won for gays. Yeah. It it erodes the legitimacy of that. Uh, which is really problematic. And that's why I, you know, I maintain that like gays need to fight back against these fucking groomers. Like yeah. I really support like I would say, please go and support on Instagram if you go there. Gays against groomers. They're mm. doing really great work and they're actually gaining a lot of traction. Wow. They're finding a lot of allies in yeah. conservatives as well. So that's a movement that like we need to grow. The Absolutely. danger is that you're gonna have extremists like both religious and conservative push back in violent ways Mm. against these groomers and it will take down ultimately like uh, it's awful that like two people were killed inside this club imagine that horrible scene oslo such a peaceful fun city i had a couple of friends that like tagged on facebook as safe and Mm. it's like maybe they were in the city that night imagine like witnessing that it's just so I think that there's a danger that we could see a little bit more like anti-gay violence come up as a response mm. to all of the this this stupid ground that is being taken by fucking groomers. Yeah. If you, like and I I say, you know, I'm just speaking super freely right now because oh, I, I think, think we we actually like have to that we need to we need to like stop this shit yeah
1: (laughs) i i agree with you i think that's a really such an important point that is yes there's too much liberty being taken by i mean they're taking the piss and they're being allowed to it's not legitimate I know that's right that's so many of them are actually
0: just like men who like you know there is something that was um you know getting back to our episode last week where you know i said some things about mental illness and dysphoria that i maybe didn't quite mean i wasn't very well researched for that episode unfortunately but you know there was there used to be a thing of like men and especially older men dressing as women mm. what was it called it's like transvestites yeah it's a word you shouldn't. don't hear anymore yeah, yeah. but like transvestitism mm-hmm. was like a thing like rocky horror yeah but it was sexually it was a sexual perversion and it was kind of like, in pop culture, it was kind of mm-hmm. a thing that was okay. And yeah, like Rocky Horror was... Tim Curry. ...an amazing film. Legend. like, And really probably a a, a cultural contribution that is like entirely valid.
1: I, I would agree with that. But yeah.
0: I don't think... It's it still maintained that transvestites were kind of absurd. Yeah. And sinister. And, <laughs> and, yeah. Like, and, and I mean, that's fun <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. And For adults. Yes. Yeah. But... The transvestite thing, I think it still persists. Yeah. And I think that probably a majority of middle-aged men that you see dressing in women's clothes and using women's bathrooms under the guise of that they're transgender, I think they're fucking not transgender. Yeah. They're actually fucking perverts. Yeah. And we absolutely, like, that's where we need to actually start making some hard Calls some like actual definitions around yes,
1: let's be adults and let's be real and have some clear definitions. If you're so concerned with it, boundaries. California,
0: actually build new transgender bathrooms. Yeah. You have men's, you have women's and you have transgender bathrooms yeah. and then they can all go in their bathrooms together. Yeah, Same as, you know, there's increasing <laughs> arguments coming out for transgender sports, a transgender league. Yeah. Cause and you know what? Absolutely. You know what? Popular. Do you see women? Do you see trans men? Female to male competing in male leagues? Mm, no, you don't. You don't see it anywhere. <laughs> it's all about women, like trans women. Yeah, men dominating women's sports,
1: which is kind of sad and pathetic, really. It's,
0: it is. It's sad and pathetic, and <laughs> it's upsetting for like women who. Oh, it's biological it's appalling for women who for dedicate the women, their entire yeah, lives, to and being then they miss the out on uni yeah, scholarships yeah. and and oh my like. God.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, that's
0: so So crazy. we just need to bring a little bit more, like, we need to have a firm hand with this shit. We need yeah. to get fucking daddy on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely agreed. And that, yeah, ties in well to the Cancer Capricorn axis too. Good.
0: Good, yes. <laughs> Support it.
1: Yes. Well, it's about being our own parents, you know, and being yes. our own authority and having, like, <clears throat> some clear and, you know, healthy reality checks around, yes like-
0: you can kind of see how we got to this phase <laughs> of course, right and, and yeah. a, you know going back to like conservatives who you know another thing if i'm thinking about candace owens around abortion mm. you know in her utopian vision for the world like there would be no unplanned parenthood you know like well people there yeah. would fathers would maintain if if there was an accidental pregnancy the dad would hang around mum would choose to have it that would be their life Because they talk about, like, you know, Black Lives Matter and their criticism of that. Mm -hmm. They would say that the problem in black communities stems from a fatherlessness. And they can support that with heaps of evidence, and I think it's probably true. I'm sure it is. But the crisis in masculinity and fatherlessness more generally is probably what's led to this fucking absurd, like, sexual shit fight that we're in. No shit. Actually. so
1: No, I didn't.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Nothing could be my father from the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, well, absent dad disorder. disorder. Our dad used to call it, didn't he? Yeah. ADD when it started. Well, when we became aware of it. Um. Okay. Mate, well, that was a rant. Thank it's you. it's great. It's so yeah. My brain fog continues to plague me, and I'm struggling to find an articulate thought never mind an articulate sentence to come out of my mouth but is it okay if I um just change the subject briefly
0: yes of course
1: um how long do we where are we yeah we don't have too much longer but I just wanted to you know because um George Orwell was born under a cancer new moon in 1903 he was a student of Aldous Huxley at Mm. Eton College briefly and after the yeah. So, and then I I was thinking about the Huxleys in the last week or so because mm-hmm. you made a comment. I think it was last episode or maybe the one before.
0: Yeah, it was last week.
1: Yeah. yeah okay. So about um, <clears throat> I, and I think you sort of dismissed them as uh, what did you? You said that they were, that nowadays they would be transhumanists. Yes. So I think I've got to disagree with you about Aldous. Yeah. Because he was very different to Julian. And I would encourage you to read... um, Brave New World. Brave New World, yeah, because it's really wonderful. It's one of those instruction manuals for where we're at. Mm. Um, But Julian, so he was also born under a cancer new moon. He was the older brother of Aldous. He was a zoologist, biologist, eugenicist absolutely, internationalist and self-described manic depressive. So he went he had like quite a you know relatively rough trot in his formative kinds of years um his mother died when he was 21 then his relationship with his fiance ended um a few years later then his two years younger brother killed himself um and he he went on to get married anyway the point is that he ended up being invited to the ussr he went in 1931 and quote admired the results of social and economic planning on a large scale um so at this time was stalin was gaining strength in the ussr mm. um, and collectivization was the policy being used to transform agriculture where they like confiscated small farms from kulaks like the land owning peasants mm-hmm. and put the. Those farmers to work on large state-owned farms that produced grain for the state, mm-hmm. and then this like led to the Soviet famine, 1930 yep. to 1933, um, in which five to nine million people died, mostly in Ukraine. Right. So I was like in the rabbit hole learning about all this stuff um, like a week ago and I just found it all really interesting. So he ended up returning to the UK, became a founding member of the British policy think tank, political and economic planning, which is now known as the Policy Studies Institute. Then he went on to create UNESCO and became the first director general of that. So he was super progressive left-wing humanist, very... Um, staunch conservationist as well. Like everything shadowy has a light. He wa- he wasn't all bad. You know he did incredible things for conservation. Set up the World Wildlife Fund. Created national parks in Africa for the first time. He did good things too. Mm. But he was very much into eugenics. And when I was reading about eugenics, you know, like it got a really bad reputation from World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not saying I'm into eugenics, but it's interesting because people like Richard Dawkins are talking about it coming back into the world, you know, like we need to have a mature conversation around it because of, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it is very much connected to transhumanism, undoubtedly, and the dangers around, you know, like it all gets quite um, entangled together. But... um. And thinking about, like, I watched that Schools Out video. I sent it to you. Did you watch it? So the people talking about um, overpopulation, like the, sorry, population collapse as opposed to, you know, like the problem. Eugenicists think we've got, well, one of the arguments for eugenics, I should say, is the problem of overpopulation, Mm. which, you know, also connects into, like, planned parenthood and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the numbers of... I'm sure it barely makes a dent, the numbers of abortions, you know, on the numbers of live births that take place. Oh, in you the reckon? World. I don't know. I mean, oh, yeah. I reckon it's big. Do you?
0: Yeah, but you know what? Just thinking down that line, mm. like I reckon, just siding with conservatives a little bit, if mm. you did, if you did outlaw abortion, things would change, wouldn't they? Uh, you like,
1: can't outlaw abortion, like you. No, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying. I know that we you're should. not. I know. I'm <clears> just like, saying. Like I don't agree would with Candace. Behaviors Owens. would
0: change. No, I don't either. Yeah. Actually, I think it's like, naive. I, actually, it is naive. It's really I ridiculous. Would, I would like to ask someone like that. Like, what do you think about this scenario? And just like lay out a very like a situation like yours, which yes. is like super common. I'm sure.
1: Oh like, man, like every everyone I every, know every like 16 like, year old girl yeah
0: kind of, well like I wasn't 16 but no, yeah
1: but uh, yeah it was it it has been it, you know and often is the wisest course of action absolutely and for yes. women like in my situation um or in different situations it is experienced as a kind of godsend like thank god for that
0: that you have this that, like state-supported option, yes, yeah. and
1: that it is a possibility, and that it is you know relatively safe because that's the reality. Is just because you outlaw abortions, you know, federally w- with federal money, which is I think the point, isn't it, of Roe v. Wade? Well, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 So you know, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be abortions. anymore. Well, it just I mean, makes it less safe. I think and probably less- something
0: like thirty <laughs> states will maintain that they will support them. Yeah, Yeah. So, yes. it's so
1: it's a very red-blue issue, isn't yeah, it? Like absolutely, that red, yeah, absolutely, yeah. red-blue state. Thing. But yeah, but you'll have
0: like kind of DIY clinics popping up in the red states. And yeah, like and that. all it's
1: sorts of gross stuff that yeah. will actually be the reality of the situation. And, you know, like as you say about the problem with the gay, you know, the illegitimizing of, you know, the gay movement mm. by this grooming kind of shadow. Yeah. All of these things need to be come to terms with in very adult ways and it's similar to abortions. Like You can't just pretend like everyone who gets pregnant, it's like an act of God, like you should be... It is an act of God in the sense that here you are pregnant and what are you going to do about it? And the decision is not cut and dried like just because you're pregnant doesn't mean that you should have a child yes in fact sometimes the whole point is to come into your own power about no i'm going to make a different decision here Mm. and choose my own life over the life of this unborn child
0: and bodily autonomy remains absolutely relevant in that space yes i just want to go back to um like eugenics because i think that's what took me back into abortion sure yeah but you know i so, I did a unit in genetics in at mm-hmm. uni in, yeah. I guess that was like 2012 or 13. And it's funny because, you know, unis kind of indoctrinate. <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain, particularly in like that arts. Unfortunately, yeah. And I, and I think I, the genetics unit I did was more of like a sociological take. But I, I clearly recall, you know, after like week three, being like, we actually need eugenics. Like, <laughs> really being like, <laughs> I do pro- remember
1: you having that yeah opinion briefly yeah Yeah. and you can see the arguments for it
0: absolutely can yeah and and the kind of investigation of like gene technology and like
1: it's so dangerous though because it, it like the ai thing the imaginary idea that we know what's best so like that you can design a child that will be perfect you know, yeah. or a human that will be perfect. <clears throat> like, that's whether a road that's that we not eugenics or and it's AI, it's if you like ask ridiculous. Me, I don't
0: think that we should. But uh, there's no, I think we have to kind of admit that whether we can find resources or not, like, eugenics is going on. Like, oh, yeah. And, and
1: same with AI. There's no stopping it. So yeah. we have to come to terms with it. And that's why the shadow work is so necessary. And the more individuals that are doing it, the more it, you know, builds upon something. Real that's going on in the chaosmos, and the less people that do it, you know the convert the yeah the reverse is true,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um we're coming up to an hour, yeah um yeah, so good, I'd like to keep talking, but you've got to go that's I, fine, yeah,
1: I sort of do gotta go, but yeah, in that schools out video, which I google it, schools out population collapse hmm it's on YouTube, um, in that they say that more than more women over 30 now have no children for the first time in yeah. history. Yeah. So, what they're talking about is that there's not enough people, children being born to replace what we've, yes. what we're sort of losing, what we've got. So, supposedly now we are living in the peak population. Yeah. Um, I think it's Jordan Peterson who says. That we won't, he reckons we won't hit nine billion. Yes, that's right. Um yep. So yeah, it's interesting because we're close to nine billion, and I've been watching that counter. No, okay. we're close to eight. Sorry. Oh, we're, we're close to we're eight. We're close right. to eight. Sorry, my bad. Um, I we haven't got there yet, but I've been watching the counter. It yes, it's it is an interesting thing because it's kind of like this, um, you know, the idea of population control versus population collapse and like the whole thing sort of evens out in the end and I remember a few years ago reading about like in relation to like the climbing global temperatures and like climate change and then you know depending on who you listen to there's a whole other fringe group of scientists that reckon that there's, like, a global reduction in temperatures, like a sort of ice age imminent. Yes. And so, like, it's perfect. It's just all going to even, like, thank God for global warming because otherwise we'd be screwed (laughs) we'd all be frozen, you know. It's like, yeah, and I make light of stuff that's not really, you know, a joking matter, but in some sense it's like, God, the whole thing is such a ridiculous crazy show isn't it and we have no real like people die on a hill over these arguments that they actually don't know anything about and that's mm. you know like i'm thinking about this mascaraed man woman crying about abortion he he she has never had one yes you know <laughs> <laughs> there's no like lived experience behind any of this like you know rioting and or, or maybe there is but even still it's like we've really got to come to terms with our ridiculousness I reckon and to have a up. sense of humor yes at, at the same time as doing that you know like stop taking everything so seriously and at the same time Let's talk about this seriously, <laughs> yeah. because there's real things to be dealt with here in an adult kind of fashion, <clears throat> yeah, okay,
0: okay, two things I wanted to quickly go into
1: yes, please
0: I'm feeling personally, I'm feeling pretty good at the moment, um just recovering from being sick still, um but yeah, feeling you know good energy, and yeah, it's a dark moon, so I just. I kind of was reflecting yesterday on how in the dark moon, you know, your energy tends to kind of wane. Yes. And with that, you can feel like low energy emotions. So, you know, feeling sad and depressed often, you know, in my experience, kind of aligns with the dark moon. Mm. But I, <clears throat> when I was reflecting on this yesterday, I was, it kind of, I was reminded how, how like human and shared. Is that right? Like the like low energy emotions are so – that experience is so human.
1: Absolutely. And
0: you can verify it because if you look at like, you know, there's so much poetry and, and like so much art mm. throughout history mm. and, you know, in a more contemporary sense there's music and film mm. – so much that is that like speaks of feeling like sad and depressed and like hopeless it's like there's almost it's it's as real and kind of useful as love of course in a way like it
1: life is suffering
0: it and it it blows me away that it's like so much of the wonderful like creative experience and so much of like what has been born from this creative experience has come from feeling sad.
1: Absolutely.
0: Man, and it's like Yeah, I don't know. I just I think about like I I guess there's a bit of poetry has come across my like desk lately. Mm. And it's like mate, so much of this comes from people being like, I need to write this shit down.
1: Willing to descend. Yes, to soul it, country. It's, where it's like
0: <clears throat> I just want to say to people, like, go with it, like, yeah. just because you, you and you'll actually feel better.
1: Of course, and it's it's the necessary. So there's that Rilke, oh, like an excerpt from a Rilke poem. That's like my favorite line. One of my favorite lines. Um, inside, so take your well, take your well-positioned strengths. And stretch them between two poles because inside human beings is where God learns. Because it's like that, Mm. you know, you've got joy, you've got suffering. And you can't be in joy all the time Mm. or there wouldn't be joy. (laughs) You have to have suffering. You have to have opposites. You have to. And you have to be able to go between them in order to be creative and conscious. Mm. So it is necessary to descend We cannot just ascend, you know, it's just not – and, you know, living in spirit all the time, living constantly with this, like, um, orientation towards, you know, highness, it's not realistic and it's not even healthy, Mm. actually. You need to be grounded. We are human beings. We need to have – this soul experience of sadness and yes even despair it's really important to maintain connection to spirit so that you don't die in despair because yeah. that can happen and right. it's dangerous to be like to live in despair because you don't live for long yeah but going back and forth you know the reality is you know that's why we have day and night that's why we have summer and winter like it's yeah. it's it a reflection it like of the Carl Jung yes what
0: he said about like having your roots in hell absolutely
1: that's yeah. right yeah reaching down to hell yeah yep. and then you grow up yeah yeah
0: awesome yeah i just thought that that was kind of useful and yeah you know i've i've actually been really enjoying like some creative stuff of late like poetry and um yeah reading some fiction and you know watched that her film last night it's yeah. absolutely incredible it is spike yeah. jones is mate if anyone hasn't seen that you must get it. is worth renting off Amazon or whatever YouTube. Yeah. Her 2013, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she is incredible. She is. Yeah. Um,
1: should be more films with her, not in it, but in it. I <laughs> her voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a. I've,
0: I've got a quote, but um it's. I'm gonna play it from my phone. Okay. The following tale of alien encounters is true, and by true, I mean false. It's all lies, but they're entertaining
1: lies. And in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> That's from The Simpsons, hey?
0: Yes. Again, they're <laughs> predicting the um the shaping of the future. Mm-hmm. Entertaining lies. <laughs> isn't that the real truth? The answer. Is no.
1: <laughs> oh man, I think yeah, we've got to... To me, I just keep coming back to the incredible sense that there's nothing actually wrong in a way. <laughs> like, of course, that's so it's hard much. Hard to accept, is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I I know that it's a it will be you know dismissed by most as ridiculous to say that because it's so obvious that there's so much wrong but again it comes back to that morality thing of like what's wrong you know like and we do have to come you know it it probably yeah it's a huge <laughs> huge it's, can of worms but
0: yeah uh, something that I have came across recently and it, I mean it's nothing new to our podcast I think but yeah that everything is perfect at, mm-hmm. like it's all where it needs to be for you to live your life it's the, the p- best you can. And that's like conditions. that's the moral responsibility. Yes. Like absolutely. who are you to not be great. Your best. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. yeah you've got an obligation to kinda of live your best life. But no one else can tell you what that is. It's really gotta come out of, you know, a felt sense deep within you that mm. does require that descent to happen. As an well as the, and Yes. As like, well as the inspiration from above, there's also the yeah, real calling from below and um, it's both. And, yeah, when I say, yeah, you're absolutely right, Liam, about the precise conditions for our becoming and that true. that is true also for the collective, I believe, that, you know, all of what we see in the world now that's so crazy, it's like it just brings that awareness that, you know, the system is so broken and mucked up we really need to take responsibility for our own lives and make choices based on what we can see in the world that you know we can't rely on people like like any of them you know the politicians and the bloody technocrats and all of that crap is just such a mess it's like
0: no no it's it's up to us (laughs) Yeah. Hey, um, <clears throat> so I just remembered I really wanted to include this in this week's episode. It's a tweet of a conversation between Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: Jordan Peterson. When a ghost says boo, it is beyond alarming, obviously. But the word boo not only frighten, frightens, it is a condemnation. Joe Rogan. The ghost is scaring you, but he's also like booing you. Jordan Peterson. Well, there you have it. That's exactly correct. (laughs) How funny is that? It was a tweet from (laughs) OK, but still. Wow. So good.
1: What a moment. Cool.
0: He actually says, Jordan Peterson tearing up. (laughs) Well, There you have it. That's exactly correct.
1: That's really funny. And he does tear up so beautifully. Speaking of <laughs> tearing up, Julian Assange is still, yeah, at the extradition of Julian Assange. There's not much going on there. But well, no, people
0: say that it's behind the scenes, right? Elbows right. like working behind well, the scenes. Well, that's I'd love hope to so. believe that were uh, true.
1: Yes, I've got my doubts. But, um, yeah, anyway, we haven't named Julian Assange properly, but it's, yeah, ongoing, hey?
0: Yes, we. We watch and there's there is some really good support around Oh,
1: there really is. Even the ABC had that thing, um Ithaca film thing, the um that was really cool. I had a lot of interest piqued yeah, by it. That's so good. It is good. It was the best moment I'd seen on the A B C for
0: Ten years. Some time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Bluey. <laughs> Oh, here's the rest of my notes. Oh yes. Should I say this? Sure. Okay. So the um, ah, oh, you had music ready to go.
0: That's all right. You can play us out.
1: All right. So um, this interesting idea, like this, Marie Louise von France, who was one of Jung's prodigies, proteges favorites um differentiates between masculine or patriarchal law order punishment and what she names feminine justice and the revengefulness of nature the natural consequence so like yeah just tying it back into that dark feminine and lilith and iris and you know all the health climate cultural crises in the world connect to the idea of like natural consequences and nature's revenge mm. like in some sense and yeah um, in his book on it Kieran LeGrace cites commentary made by Robert Graves who said ominously decreed by the gods the ultimate purpose of Troy's destruction might have been to thin out the populous tribes that were oppressing the surface of mother earth <laughs> <laughs> So there is that side of things with Iris. I think she's got it all in the bag, you know.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> I do. I think
1: she's. It's all about this, like, yeah. I don't want to just name it fem. I mean, feminine. Let's just remind everyone: is not about being female. Mm. Feminine justice and the revengefulness of nature, natural consequences. It'll all come round. Mm. Males, females, children. You know, like we're all human
0: human we're all feminine
1: yes we are we can all create and destroy like the feminine
0: Hmm. yeah all right well thank you for your time thank you thank you for listening everyone
1: thank you everyone
0: catch you next week after the new moon yay Goodbye. <laughs> <a> <laughs> <laughs>